When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, and welcome to the 44th episode of Lake of Rage, a Pokemon trading card game podcast. I am your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, aka Mellow underscore Magikarp, and I'm joined today by one very special temporary guest host. Joining us for the second time is the man who has popped off on YouTube. We have Little Dark Fury, aka LDF. What's up? Thanks for having me back on again. I'm excited to uh, kind of talk about uh, Brilliant Stars today. Thank you for being here. And I guess I sold you a little short there too. Your YouTube is popping off, but your Twitch is also absolutely well, massive. <laughs> Thanks. So the plan is, and LDF alluded to it a little bit, we're going to talk about some Brilliant Stars. We're going to start with some new decks that we are excited to try coming out in the set, but also some old decks that we are looking forward to revisiting with some of the cool new cards that are coming out. And then, of course, we'll get into some questions from Witch Chat. So, LDF, I'm going to put the ball in your court immediately and say, what is that number one deck release day that Thursday? You crack open your packs on Twitch or wherever you're doing it. You're going to upload to YouTube immediately. What is that first deck? It has to be, like, an Arceus V-Star deck, to be honest. Like, that's the thing, like, with Arceus is, like, there's no, like, one good Arceus deck, I feel like, because the card is so versatile that you could put it with anything. And it it could be even, like, be its own archetype, like, Quad Arceus with, like, uh, the new Charon supporter, uh, the new uh, DTE double color synergy. Um, so, like, I'm excited for that to come out because you could literally play with anything. So, like, and also the thing is, too, is it's V-Star power. Like, I'm probably going to be experimenting with that with, like, a few Stage 2 decks because, you know, you could just be like, all right, I'll use Arceus V-Star Power, get Rare Candy, Evolution, Incense, and get the Stage 2 and play online right away. Like, there's just so much potential for that card to just, like, improve so many different matchups. And it'll, it'll help you, too, against, like, bad draws because, like, oh, I have the Arceus. I could just use this ability, grab any two cards I want, and then... I can just get the ball rolling. So it's going to make the game more like consistent and it's also going to improve stuff that have a hard time setting up in the kind of fast paced meta we're in right now. I love, I've never heard anyone mention putting it together with stage two. It makes sense. But yeah, now, now that's the direction I want yeah. to go. What, which stage twos do you want to pair it with? I mean, the, there's, there's so many. I think the, the first one that I kind of want to look at is the single strike Cinderace. Because I think that card is kind of cool because it does more damage the more prizes I think you or your opponent take. And obviously you also get like single strike energy plus with the new choice band coming back in the format. And we also have Karen's Conviction. That card can probably start reaching one of KOs in like the mid to late game. Uh, kind of like how like Galarian Moltres does for like those dark box decks where it kind of just hits like a truck really late in the game. And like to get that deck kind of rolling, I feel like you could use Arceus's ability, you know, get your rare candy, get your Cinderace. Um, yeah, but honestly, there's any, like, stage 2 deck it could probably be good in. I think you can use it with, like, the new Torterra, too, if you kind of want to go down that route. Because I guess Arceus V-Star counts as an evolution in a way. So the Torterra, I think, does more damage with the Arceus. Oh, that's true. What is 
the ruling has to be right like it's not a stage one but it is yeah. an evolution still because you can evo incense for yeah i assume yeah because because i've tried out uh needle queen from team up with like orbital v max mm -hmm. and orbital v max counted as an evolution for needle queen so i think it's yeah i think it should be the same i love the idea uh one of the things you mm -hmm. mentioned that i agree 100 percent. that's most exciting about arceus is the v star power and the fact that it means mm -hmm. if i have an arceus turn one and then an evolution incense on turn two i don't brick like i get to play the game and i feel so exactly. good i know like the amount of the amount of games i just simply lose because my opponent marnies me into a bad hand or i just don't open up with a supporter it's like it feels so bad but now that we have like rcs in the format you know you can turn ultra ball and evo incense into like a supporter card essentially and then also luminion in the format too gives you a free supporter instead of like being like i don't have a draw supporter in my opening hand i can just go quick ball for luminion for a supporter instead of hoping that crobat turns into a supporter so are, so. are you going to put a luminion in your decks initially most likely, yeah. Like I, I the problem is, the problem with the card is itself. It's like having the crowbat in play. It is a two prize liability. The thing with Arceus V Star, the, the reason I think it'll just literally go in any deck is it's not really a liability. It gives up two prizes, but because it has so much HP, it's not like your opponent can just boss it up for game that easily. Um, unless you're playing it's like Urshifu or something. Um, so like I'm fifty fifty on Luminion. I think it'll get better maybe as time goes on, or maybe we have to wait for that right supporter card to come out kind of like Bridget with mm -hmm. Tapu Lele for it to like really pop off. Um, and there's still like reason to play Crobat too. Being able to draw extra cards and play supporter is good. Um, so we'll have to see where, where kind of Luminion goes. Um, and also you saw that the Gintalion is still in the format too, like the, the Shady Dealings engine, which kind of is like a better Luminion in a way because it's a single prizer and you got like the busted stage twos and then you get any trainer, not just a supporter. So... I'm I'm curious to see where it'll go. I think Luminion might pop off after the Shady Dealings rotate out of the format because I feel like Shady Dealings kind of rival Luminion's power. Um, but I think it'll I think it'll definitely see a bit of play in some decks, maybe like Single Strike that already kind of plays Crobat. I've been kind of going back and forth in my own head for the exact reasons you said of like Luminion's really cool. Lele was very good. Grabbing any support is very good, but also Shady Dealings kind of does the same thing, but I can't do it on turn one, and turn one yep. is a quarter of the game right now so it's like yeah literally it's <laughs> like so much that's like i'm i'm mm -hmm. like you i'm excited to see the engines that are going to start popping up same i think rcs v star and luminion are going to be like the two like new engines that everybody starts to kind of test with and it's good to see that because i having like four different engines in the format with like i guess five you want to count genesect i mean you got genesect <laughs> crobat shady dealings luminion and now we're gonna have rcs v star on top of that it's like, and Barrel too. There's like six new kind of like engines we can use now when we're building decks, which is a lot better than just like, oh, let me just four, let me just slam in a four, four, three Italian line in my deck instead. Yeah. So I think, I think that's going to make the game better because there's just more options for ways to build your deck, which could create a lot of cool ideas. Yeah. The fact that you're no longer pigeonholed into, it's like you said, you're like, oh, you just play the Italian. It was like, that's a four, four, three line. And then you have yep. to play level balls. And then you also have to max out your Evo incense. And it's like, yep, that becomes a massive, like, just yeah, the Yeah, the amount of times I have built a deck and I had to play the Italian engine to add consistency, it just made the deck way too clunky. And I had, like, 67 cards in the deck, so I had to make, like, a lot of, like, really tough cuts. Um, and now with, like, Bibarel, like, instead of playing Italian in, like, a few stage two decks, you can just play, like, Bibarel now. Because mm -hmm. it's, like, it's, it's good and it's not going to provide as much deck space as Italian does. It's just Bibarel's not love a which kind of sucks. It does. But then it also has the synergy with Ultra Ball that feels like something that 
We see on yeah. Twitter all the time of people who are like, mm, I don't think my deck has Ultra Ball in it because I don't want to discard that much. And the barrel's mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's just discard everything. It's fine. Yeah, I, I wonder how good Ultra Ball will really be, though. In like, I think it'll be good in like a few decks, mm-hmm. but I think Evil Wind Sense is honestly like sometimes a better Ultra Ball. Yes. Unless you want to like Ultra Ball away like extra resources you don't need anymore. Um, so I don't think every deck will be four Quick Ball, four Ultra Ball, mm-hmm. like in Expanded. It might be like three or two Ultra Balls and like a few Evil Wind Sense. Because, I mean, there's a lot of competition. You got Quick Ball, Evil Wind Sense, Level Ball, and, you know, Ultra Ball. So it's like pretty thick competition for Ultra Ball. And obviously Far Crystal and even Battle VIP Pass, you know. So there's a lot of Pokemon Search kind of competition right now, I feel like. And you've been playing for a while. So you remember back when Ultra Ball was like the ma- mandatory four of in mm-hmm. every single deck. But like we didn't yep. have, like you said, Quick Ball, Evolution Incense. Level ball being a viable thing for your engine. So it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm excited to see where it goes because I think there's going to be the format won't be solved as quickly because deck yeah. lists have too much, not too many options. That's not a thing, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think, um, kind of even when we get to the point where like we're waiting on the next set after Billion Stars, we're in that like kind of like period we are right now where the format's figured out and you know the game's kind of stale. I think that still new stuff is going to pop up due to the amount of creativity that can be brought with brilliant stars so i think like even late into the set's release we're still going to see like these like wacky decks come out of nowhere and like start winning tournaments and making a name for themselves so going back to arceus v star real quick so you mentioned the engine of arceus which i agree i i love it too the such a good mm-hmm. ability even if it's once yep. per game but what about the attackers so do you want to give some leaks of the first couple of like main attackers you want to try with it so some of your viewers can slide in your dms and send you bad lists yeah. <laughs> I think one of the ones that I've seen recently pop up is the Raichu V that goes with the RCS V star. So it's like Raichu V. I was like thinking, oh, maybe it's good with like Flaffy and like Zapdos and Regieleki, kind of like a, a lightning toolbox deck. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like you could also just play it with Arceus, use Arceus to accelerate energy for Raichu, and then you also have the Flaffies. You can get like out of nowhere like eight lightnings in play and just start one and stuff. Um, that's like I think the one that everyone is kind of talking about right now is the Raichu Arceus build. I mean, you could play it with, like, anything, though. It's insane. You could play it with, like, I don't know. There's just too many options, to be honest. Like, any attacker that wants energy in play like that will be just a good partner for Arceus. It's uh, pretty insane just how how many partners there realistically is for that attack. I mean, you could even just play it by itself. Like, you know, play by itself, loop the energy, play the chair in. So it's like, you hit with the first Arceus, build up another one in the background. That Arceus takes damage. All right, I'm going to chair in heal it, go into my new Arceus, and then just re- rinse and repeat that combo over and over again. Um, so, I mean, I think Ar- Arceus with Ice Rider could be good, too. Ooh, that's not one I've ever heard. I actually like that. I thought about that, too, because Ice Rider is one of those decks where you have you rely so much on, like, the Melanie, so you're kind of limited to what you can do. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can go, like, okay, I can go Ice Rider. Um, I can, you can't boss as easily in that deck because you have to commit so much to the Melanie. So with Arceus V-Star, you could maybe afford to play, like, Cross Switcher. You can be, like, Arceus for Cross Switcher, and then Max Lance. And then Ice Rider gets Choice Belt, right? So then mm-hmm. you have that extra 30 damage. So you can start potentially one to KOing other V-Stars, and V-Maxes can start getting, a, like, even easier to one to KO. Actually, like, the more you mention that, the more my mind's running through it. So you have the 280, which is mm-hmm. nice. You have the ability to Gust yep. now with that. But you also have the double turbo energy is not a terrible play, like, because you have the Arceus in there. Mm-hmm. But also, you can ride of the High King, which in the single prize matchup, again, gives you the ability to go double turbo energy plus boss something. Because single prizers, spoiler to later in the pod, are coming back. Hooray. 
Yep. <laughs> so that's not a completely useless card. And you can Melanie to the Arceus as well. So those aren't even completely dead cards. Because exactly. I, I'm more into that than I thought I was going to be when you first said Ice Rider. And now I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. there's a you lot of synergy. It, it's like, okay, yeah, that, that's actually good. Yeah. I love it. And then the right mm-hmm. shoe for anyone listening, I just have to say this one because I didn't learn what it did until I was watching uh, Celio's stream on Sunday. It does 60 damage for each lightning energy you discard from play. So for six lightning energies, you can Oko anything in the game. And for anyone wondering, how are you going to get six on the field? And LDF just use ultimate mm-hmm. ray or whatever the attack is called, plus some flaffies. Yep. And you only got to do it twice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a better. Well, I wouldn't say it's a better Blissephalon because it doesn't have B-string, mm-hmm. but it does more damage. And 60 times actually really relevant numbers, um, yeah, in my opinion. So No, it's a perfect like amount, right? Because... Mm-hmm. You can KO V's easily for four. You can KO V stars for five. And then you got six energies for any V maxes. For V maxes. Yeah, exactly. And so then, you kind of like tempo each one. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I mean, it seems so obvious. And I'm just a lightning person being the peaker on player for. Ever. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so outside of Arceus, look, it, anyone can look at the pack and be like, this is on the pack. It's good. That's how Pokemon does it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is that like number two thing that is coming new? That you're interested to try honestly i probably want to say i charizard v star looks good charizard v star is probably the second best v star in the set and i'm not like 100 sold on it because being weak to water is still bad i think there's still enough good water types out there to kind of keep fire because everyone's hyping fire up again because of the new stadium but it's like you got to remember there are still really good water types in the game right now like suicune is still insanely broken um and then of course ice rider could get better and yep. I mean, any water type could just start getting better now because of like all these new cards that like we got. Um, we did just hype up Arceus Ice Rider, like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anybody give like Arceus, like Lapras, Arceus, and Talion, like who knows? Um, oh my gosh, wait, Lapras mm. could. Yeah, you just okay. I'm use it to like build up three energy. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm getting more and more into this. Just Arceus mm-hmm. as a card sounds super fun. Literally, yep. Just any just any deck you can think of, just two two Arceus, and the deck immediately becomes better. It's insane. I love it. But yeah, no, I I think Charizard definitely will be a a pretty solid deck. It'll probably like fill the same niche as something like maybe like Jolteon, where Jolteon's a good deck, but (laughs) it just kind of auto loses to those fighting decks out there. So it's like as long as you don't hit your worst matchup, like a water deck, you should probably do okay with Charizard V Star because it's sort of like a it's like a worse Reshizard in a way. And um, I mean, you could even pair it with Arceus, or once again, you just use Arceus (laughs) to build up the Charizard. (laughs) um yeah because that v-star yeah, no, Char- attack is yeah. 320 right yep oh it's so that's like uh-huh. i know it's like oh big number go boom but it's like that's a really good big number exactly and yeah, you just play choice belt and then you're just like all right, i'm just gonna hit you know i'm gonna kill the urshifu's i turn to even which i turn might get better with this set too yep um so i think charizard v-star is pretty good it's, it's other attack like its main one can do 230 damage if it has damage counters on it mm-hmm with a choice belt you're KOing normal V Pokemon and maybe if you were to play like Galarian Goon or something you can try to like reach for the knockouts on opposing V-Star Pokemon so I think Charizard V-Star is pretty solid you can also pair it with a new Entei so you have like a really nice like backup partner with the new Entei which is obviously Fire Suicune mm-hmm. and that's like another like big card that like could see play by itself like Entei could be the new um it could be the new Suicune Ludicolo because you can use the new Stadium so you don't have to rely on Melanie with like with Suicune you have a new stadium, so you can have extra supporters instead of just having to rely strictly on Melanie every turn. 
that was going to be my follow-up of like okay <laughs> is, is it just a charizard deck or because i've had people dm me is firebox back with the new stadium do you think yeah. a deck like that exists is that your charizard deck or are you going i'm going big charizard go boo firebox definitely seems like probably the better way to play it because you just have more options for different matchups i'm not sure like what other fire types could get better like maybe senna scorch which you probably wouldn't play in there it depends on what other good fire types maybe like nine tails v starts seeing play because of its attack to copy other attacks you can you can probably use uh nine tails to copy charizard v stars attack so like you can have like a funny mirror match there where you can go v star power with charizard and maybe nine tails can copy it too so you kind of like have two ways to do it I feel like Nine Tails could be like a good tech card in like a Charizard box deck, um, and maybe even like uh, not. Eh, I was gonna say Torkoal V, but it's probably too slow. But Poor all Torkoal. all these like yeah, all these like weird fire type Pokemon we've been getting that have just been trashed because Welder's not in the game anymore could like actually be like something to consider playing in like a a fire toolbox deck. Yeah, it's something like everyone knew that the power creep of Welder attaching two energies on a turn was like kind of mm -hmm. ruining fire types. Yep. But once we actually see a welderless world, you're like, oh, it <laughs> completely bothers They're bad. us. Yeah. Yeah, they are bad. The only good one is literally Victini. And that's like about it. Like every other fire type is just like pretty much trash. Oh, yeah. They're all, unfortunately, incredibly unplayable. Yep. Like I guess Leon's art is like okay. And that's another card that gets better. You, Leon's art is another Arceus partner. Arceus ability, get a rare candy Charizard, and then boom, you're popping. That's actually. Do you want to jump into Leon's art before we go to a new another new deck since we're yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I had that I, listed down too. I, as like good I, single price decks. I agree hundred percent. I I love the idea. So <laughs> jump through your idea of Leon's art, because you've probably played more of it than I have. Yeah, I've done like six or seven videos on the card and it's only been out for like over a year. <laughs> <laughs> no, Leon's art the fact is Leon's art is kind of weird because it's like you have to you do 300 damage, so you sometimes have to play a Leon to do that 330 damage. Now that we have choice belt in the format. You don't need the Leon from your hand to do that extra damage. And also, Choice Belt, now you just like need only three Leons to KO other V-Stars. And then V-Maxes can get KO'd with four, four Leons plus the Belt. And then also, you get the new Stadium for the deck, too. So you can play the Raihan and the new Stadium. On top of that, you also have Arceus, which might just be a good inclusion so that you can just go Arceus for Rickany Charizard and then kind of start the Battle Sense train. I love it. And that Battle so Sense is yep. terrifying. If they get two of them up, it's mm -hmm. you they just deck themselves out and have everything they need every single turn yeah and if you pair with like Sinchino or altaria you can altaria for the leon on top of your deck discard it with battle sense or primate wisdom the uh leon on top of your deck also so you mm -hmm. can just like guarantee the leon with the battle sense really early on and start popping off so do you think so that's like another deck yeah is leon's Ard like a real deck finally it honestly might be it, it feels like it feels like one of like uh, the better stage two decks we've seen in the past while, um, because it does have more consistency than most other stage twos have. And due to the fact that it's a pretty costless attacker, two energy with the new stadium is like pretty easy to kind of manage. And with like Raihan and the fact that it can one at KO pretty much anything with the right in the right scenario makes it like actually like yeah, it'll it might be a good deck. Even having one seventy HP sometimes is enough to like mm -hmm. be good also i feel like so we'll have to see kind of how that deck kind of pops off what kind of build people kind of lean towards like are they gonna play with Sinchino? are they gonna have arceus and altaria are they gonna play the Italian engine um could they play the barrel also maybe um there's so many ways you could probably build it i actually do think that leon's art could finally be like a pretty solid single price deck in the format 
it kind of uh, for anyone listening who's not like quite aware there was a time it was over a year ago by now but back when the hexer mm-hmm. was a tournament i remember you played all the mad party in the world and then there was mm-hmm. like out of nowhere you kept top cutting with mad party and i'm yep, ready I- to see you do that with <laughs> leon's art <laughs> Mm-hmm. i'm excited i even ha- i have mad party listed too as another deck that like i'm excited to play again with this new set oh yeah another thing with leon's are too since it also gets mana fee you don't take like an l to rapid strike or shifu and jolteon now in fact so. like you said the 170 hp like as soon as you said that it's mm-hmm. like oh my gosh the mad party match or it's not sorry, the urshifu matchup could actually be pretty good if you're able yep. to not use the stadium on one of them they literally cannot ko you Unless exactly. they get their quick shoot. And then, you know, it's just like so much for them to ask for while you're O-coing mm-hmm. them in return. And it's like, I'm I'm a big fan. I'm like actually a very big fan of this deck existing and yeah. how good it's going to be. And yeah, that I think definitely could work for sure. I'm curious about the engine, like you said, because there's this like, yep. there's so much of like, Sinchino's very good, but do you need to draw mm-hmm. that much? You could draw, play the Inteleon line to get the guaranteed candies. You can play something like the mm-hmm. Bib Barrels with the Arceus as well, because the Bib Barrel's going to draw a lot, but the Arceus gets the guaranteed early game one. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. There's I think honestly, yeah, I think Charizard might just be the best stage two to kind of get better with this new set. Out of all the stage twos, I'm kind of thinking of, mm-hmm. I think it actually is Charizard that becomes the best like stage two from the set. So Leon's art exists. Charizard V Star exists. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no other Charizard. I was gonna say the team up Sard. That card doesn't. Exist yeah, I mean, there's Charizard V Max. There's Charizard V Max, but that's nah, nah, nah. We don't know oh, okay. about that. There's no way that's gonna be good. Yeah, Lance's Charizard. Even... Yeah, that's better in expanded because you can use Volcanion. <laughs> I tried that out. Actually, did it did work? Oh, I actually believe that. No, because I was talking to someone mm-hmm. about it, and they're like, it's just Double Blaze GX as a regular yep. attack. Like that's actually pretty good. Yeah, you just play with like Volcanion EX, do a couple steam ups, you're doing like 260 damage, play like a choice ban, you're just one shotting tag teams. And, and yeah, as a two prizer, that's kind of disgusting, actually. A two prize yep. base. You can also, yep. Yeah, and you get the ability to donk your opponent sometimes with Welder. So that's like an added benefit. No, donks and expanded aren't fun. Don't encourage that. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of the V stars, unless you're going to go into Mimic UV back or something. Nah. What nah. else from the new set? is of interest is it's like ooh, this could be actually a pretty solid deck i have um my eyes on torterra as a potential fun deck there's actually a few ways i've seen it kind of be built you can play it like kind of just by itself where it's like you just have grottles in play and constantly chaining everything you'll play like the rc's v star mm-hmm. you can also play it with the italian engine you could play it with the barrel you could play it with decidueye just have like another backup grass pokemon and I've seen people pair it with, like, the new Empoleon that's coming out, where it's, like, I think the new Empoleon is, like, Archie's Ace in the Hole um, oh. in the form of an ability. Oh, wait. And that way, every single turn, you can still have six evolution Pokemon on your bench, even after yep. they KO one. Exactly. Wait, that... I refuse to believe that's good, but I kind of like that. No, it, it could be good, yeah. I think Torterra is, like, the second best stage 2 deck we can probably look at from the new set, apart from Leonzard. Mm-hmm. Because it actually does relevant damage. It has it has the engine to kind of back it up with Grottle. And uh, it has a lot of ways you can actually play it. You can play it with like even something like Orbital VMAX. Where you can like use it for the extra damage. Get GMAX Wave. Because Torterra is basically like kind of a... Maybe a better Nidoqueen in a way. So I, I do think Torterra is probably the next best stage 2 deck. And I'm excited to play it. Because of all the different ways you can play it. And it's just going to be a fun deck to play. Because it reminds me of some of those older decks where you just kind of put evolutions in play and do more damage. 
are we playing uh was it Sherum or are we playing Rillaboom to accelerate the energy for yeah. the grass colorless? You could do that too. Yeah, you could play like a one 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 Cherum. You have like Raihan too in the format as like a, another oh, way to kind of consistently, yeah. I yeah, this is like a ton of ways you could play it. So, so it's definitely gonna be good. And then for anyone who's listening who doesn't know because you skip over the stage ones, Grodel's the one time where you don't want to skip over the stage one. Once during mm-hmm. your turn, you may search your deck for a grass Pokemon, reveal it, and put it into your hand, then shuffle your deck. So it is reminiscent of the old, oh my gosh, I just forgot, the middle stage. Grovile. Thank you, the yeah, Grovile. <laughs> yeah. The old Grovile that never actually yeah. became a deck, unfortunately. No, yeah. yeah. I guess it just wasn't a good Sceptile, to be honest. No, had. It, was, it always looked okay. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's got a lot of HP, and the Sceptile GX, and the attack moves the energy back, which is kind of cool, because then you can mix it with Max Potion, though still in the format, and it was just never, mm-hmm. never got there. And then there's a Sceptile yeah, that blocked Ultra that. Beast, so, yeah. Yeah, anyway. And yeah, the, the deck didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I, just, I definitely played it. I remember playing that deck more than I should have, mm-hmm. trying to get it to work. <laughs> yeah, Torterra was the one I was looking to see or you uh, talk about, but you did say, and I want to point this out, you said the word fun at the start. Mm. Are you are you are you the first person to say Torterra is not it? Is it just an enjoyable deck to play? I I think it'll be like it, it might just be maybe a little too slow because if you're trying to rely on the grottles, you're still going to be a little far behind. So you might have to play with like another attacker or something. It yeah, it might be a little too slow. But it, maybe if you like go like early rare candy Torterra and then have your grottles in the background feeding off each other, that might be the way to play the Torterra deck. Because it might be slow. It's something like with Leon Zard, you don't have to rely on like constant evolutions. You can just be like, all right, Rick and Charizard start attacking and then, you know, make sure you're chaining more. But with Torterra, you have to like set up a bunch of like grottles and stuff. So, because you can't just go rare candy right away because you want to have grottle to, you know, keep searching through your deck. So it might border on fun. And also, if you have to play Manaphy in the deck too for a matchup, you're doing 50 less damage, which could, you know, make or break a matchup. Yeah, because if something gets knocked out and you have Manaphy on the bench, it's essentially a hundred less. Instead of doing three hundred, you're doing two hundred. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it'll it'll be a fun deck. I, I don't think it'll be like the best deck, but it'll be it'll be fun. And I'm sure there will be like many ways you could play it again with Cherim or just kind of by itself with like an engine with like the barrel or something like that. Or even Sinchino. Just kind of keep looping Torteras. So and feel free to tell me no, but this is another one I spent too much time talking to a friend about. Expanded mm-hmm. Torterra. With Lost Thunder Meganium and all the Ooh. other grass box. You have Vile oh, Plume, Desi. Yeah. Okay, so you're in. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I do <laughs> consider, like, when I'm looking at new sets, I always take into account what kind of goes well in Expanded also. Because it's not a popular format, or it's not one that people like either, but it's something that I still make videos on. And I like looking at it, because the, the huge card pool, there's got to be some busted combos from new set releases. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. You also have Skyfield also. You can play with that. So you now, do even more damage. You could Oko literally everything. You could Oko Exodia yeah. with that deck. Exactly. Yep, you literally could. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you're down because mm-hmm. I'm a fan of Expanded. For anyone who's new listening because you saw the LDF tag or the Brilliant Stars tag two episodes ago, we had Stefan Ivanov on to talk about Expanded. I think it's fun. It's as fun as Standard, at least. I think that is the fair yeah. way to put it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like it's... Well, the best comparison I've seen is it's kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh! in a way, where it's like, you have these super insane turns. I was actually playing a lot of Archie's Blastoise today, 
And I just was like having three minute turns where I'm just like, my opponent's just sitting there watching me just like do all this like shenanigans with my hand. And then I go, okay, Archie's blast voice. So I'm going to go get to Dene and then draw more cards. Oh, got to find a Crobat now, draw more cards. And then out of nowhere, Mewtwo, Kingdra Hydro Pump, 310 damage. <laughs> <laughs> I love so it. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh. Archie is one of my favorite. I tuned into your stream Same. yesterday, Sunday, something like that. Sometime this weekend. Mm-hmm. And you were playing Archie's and I was like, this deck sucks, but I have to watch it because it's so enjoyable. <laughs> it's it's fun to play because it's it's really fun to like it's 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 like a puzzle because mm-hmm. you have to like be smart with your early starting hand to make sure you don't misplay and throw and accidentally you know discard too many cards so you can't archies. I like that. I like how it like forces you to like kind of work, work like a puzzle. Um, no, that's a good. It's a good deck. Maybe so, uh, did archies get anything with the new set? I don't think so. Uh, not that maybe Empolia. No, not that I can. Yeah, I don't think. think of. Yeah, I don't think there's any new additions to the Archie's deck. I've seen people do like Archie's with Lapras Femax, and it's never good, but it's always yeah, I like I tried that too. It's just kind of yeah. Oh, okay. yeah I, I think yeah, I have it with Greninja V Union and Crabominable V. So but yeah. Speaking of Archie's, can I pitch a bad idea to you real quick? Or a very good no, idea. Ahead. Yeah, no, I think I know where you're going with this one. <laughs> Are you single strike mustard box? Yep, I was about to say, yeah, with the mustards. The mustards get better with Luminion and Ultra Ball um oh yeah i'm excited to try those out it depends on which one like what the best partners are i think single strike is the better one because of cards like beedrill and houndoom and even embor cinderace. like even getting that extra houndoom in play you have cinderace yeah even even mustarding like an extra houndoom in play can actually be a big deal mm-hmm. and then of course you know beedrill's the big one and i don't think beedrill's going anywhere because with the new uh d double colors dte coming out it'll see even more play in my opinion um no i think the mustards are going to be a lot better now because of ultra ball and luminion my issue with the mustards are when i try to make them work it's like there's no way to find the mustard itself except if you play shady dealings mm-hmm. but then you have to kind of make your deck really clunky but now that we have luminion you just go luminion grab mustard and then just try to figure out a way to play your hand down and um yeah i'm excited to try the mustards too i had those written down also luminion ultra ball mustard because i'm like they get way better <laughs> with this new set and finally, they'll be good because I just love these, you know, maxi Archie style decks. They're always a fun, fun time to have them in the format. No, I agree. I've enjoyed, I've played more mustard this format than I should have, if I'm going to mm-hmm. be completely honest, because of the Beedrill and not like the Galarian yeah. Meowth version, just like Rotom phones and Oranguru and Poke Gears yeah. and just like everything's burnable. And it's been super fun. But it's like, again, chatting with a friend who had a bad idea, but it's like you play the new stadium <laughs> with the Cinderace. And so you can oh. use the single strike energy. You can use the stadium with the Cinderace. You can use the Embor. Mm-hmm. Apparently, single strike Hitmonchan mm-hmm. with Embor, single strike energy, and the new band will Oko a yeah. Jolteon VMAX. So that's apparently relevant oh, yeah. damage. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good point. I've always thought about Hitmonchan too. I've had it in a few of my single strike decks I've done because it's a good way to finish like a VMAX off for mm-hmm. one energy. But I guess now it can actually start like two hit KOing like stuff. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually huh. ridiculously powerful because it's like, yeah, it's so nice. You don't want to mustard every turn for anyone who never played Archie's. Mm-hmm. You don't Archie's every turn. You cannot. You will lose the game. You will run out of resources <laughs> if you do. Yeah. That. You just do it once. And if your opponent maybe KOs you at some point, you might want to do it again. But maybe at that point, you've already kind of set up your other attackers. So you don't really need to Blastoise again. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a, very, a, a very fun line to decide mm-hmm. like okay do i want to set up a second blastoise but then my bench space sucks and i had to ditch all these cards can i afford to ditch all these cards mm-hmm. it's we're, we're not an archie's podcast but a, <laughs> a fellow archie's aficionado i gotta mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you gotta gotta talk about it yeah especially with the mustards kind of being good again 
You know, I think uh, the single strike mustard beetle kind of reminds me of, it of like when Maxi's Gallade was a thing back in the day. That's before I played. So do you want to give a quick rundown of what that was? Yeah, there was a uh, back in the day when before Maxi's hit and Baltric got banned. Maxi's got banned because of Kabutops and Amistar from Team Up. I think they panic banned Maxi's because they thought those cards would be too toxic for expanded. Before they before they even came out, Maxi's got banned. But before Maxi's got banned, it was one of the best uh, cards to play because you could play it with uh, Gallade with Premonition. And I think back in the day, it was really good in Eveltal. I think Eveltal Maxi's Gallade was like a top tier deck. I think it. I, I think I'm pretty sure the Gallade was there for the Manetric matchup, if I remember correctly. I think Mega Manetric was popping back in the day. I think the Aveltal deck had the Maxi's Gallade, so it had a good win against that. And I think it was good against other matchups too. I think like Regice was one of them. I'm not, I, my memory's a little bit of a blur there. Oh, yeah, no, it was good against Darkrai too. Darkrai EX also but, was good back in the day. Yeah, the good old week. Just having a fighting type was really good back then. Yeah. Yeah. And for yeah. anyone, this will be the same thing. Yeah, this will be the same thing. Just you're putting a you're putting a, a maxi mustard target in play that counters another top deck in the format. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I like uh, that's why I like the uh, the mustards because they just remind me of like back when people would play maxi's Gallade. and the fact that we'll be in a format where that will be a thing again makes me really excited. Same. I love toolboxes decisions. Same. Who do I mm -hmm. attack yep. with? Yeah. Yep. No, Those are my favorite kind of decks. No offense to the Jolteons of the world, but you literally <laughs> cannot misclick with that card. <laughs> <laughs> all right hit, hit me with another deck you heard my bad idea which we both had the same bad idea like, yeah, give me a good idea this time. <laughs> i have um i actually put shaman v star on my list here i don't think the card is that good like honestly it probably won't be like the most competitive card ever but shaman v star it me in my opinion might be good with a few grass v maxes i think it's v star ability heals 120 damage from like all of your grass pokemon or something I have to pull it up here real quick. Yeah, I was also um, but pulling yeah, I, it up. I was not ready for mm -hmm. that one. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it heals 120 damage from like your grass Pokemon. So like you could play it with like Celebi or Orbeetle or something. It just like makes it easier for like them not to get KO'd. Is uh, like it doesn't make it easier for them to get KO'd. And I think it's attack. I think it's like I think Shaman V Star's attack is like double V, where it does more damage for each prize it's, your opponent's uh, taken. 120 plus 40 for each prize your opponent mm -hmm. has taken. So yeah, it can so it's like a hard. better. Yeah, it's it's like a better double. It's honestly, yeah, like that's what I was saying. Like it could be a good addition to like these like big grass V Max Pokemon, mm -hmm. like Orbeetle and Celebi. Like maybe it'll be good with Orbeetle. You just kind of have Orbeetle do its thing, and then like Orbeetle goes down, and then Revenge Burst is hitting like super hard. You've set up a bunch of eerie beam numbers, and then you've also healed, so you had like a few turns. Because Shaman will be like kind of like the new Malolana for those decks, because healing one twenty is the same as Malolana. But yeah, no, I, I got Shaman on here because I think it'll be a really cool addition to some of those big grass decks. I'm excited to try those out. So I've been playing a lot of Celebi VMAX on my stream. Uh, it's not a it's not really that good of a deck, to be honest, but it's <laughs> it's super fun to play when you're playing against decks that don't have many ways to want to KO you and they struggle to like constantly gust out your Celebis. You're just pivoting between them and healing with like Ice Pop and Cook and stuff. Um, so I'm just like, oh, this will immediately go into my Celebi VMAX deck and the deck will be like instantly better. Then I'm like, oh, it could be good with Orbeetle because it kind of brings back a bit of, it gives you more healing kind of like when Orbeetle had access to Mallow and Lana. Mm -hmm. Except you don't switch, which is a big deal, but still healing 120 damage is still really powerful. Celebi V Max heals 10 damage from all of your No, it's 20. 20? Yeah, it's 20 damage for each Celebi. So you can have four in play and heal 80 damage from your grass Pokemon a turn. That's the and then power creep. The shaman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then if like that, my Celebi deck is just four Celebis. I'm like, I have Leafeon. I also threw an Orbeetle for the extra firepower. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I think, like, the main attacker is Celebi. Celebi's attack only does 130 damage. But get a search for any two Pokemon, so I'm like, guys, oh, you can hit with Celebi, do 130, grab a Pikamiku every time, and then just draw a card, and then put it back in the deck, get it back out Celebi, <laughs> and just kind of loop it. Um, then Celebi will be able to play Choice Band now, and then you can just start doing 160, two-shotting, and healing. Um, yeah, I got Shaman listed for that reason. I guess there's other grass types. Maybe it'll be good with Leafeon, VMAX, maybe. I don't know, healing 120 with Max Leaf combined might make it a big deal, too. You never know. And being able to Raihan Oko mm -hmm. could potentially be quite good. Yeah, you could maybe play it by itself, too. I don't know, play with, like, uh, like maybe, like, a big charm or something. Make it a bit bulkier and then just play nothing but Shaman V-Star. So every time one goes down, you're doing more damage. That actually might be a deck, too. Just play it by itself. Yeah, I'm... Hmm. I'm not in love with it, but I'm seeing options mm -hmm. that I wasn't seeing when I actually looked at the set the first time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially, you said Orbeetle, and that speaks to my heart. I do enjoy Yeah, I know you're a big Orbeetle fan, <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yep. we played the mirror match during the one tournament. <laughs> I remember, yep. Mm -hmm. I, ha I have that highlighted on my channel, because I'm like, dude, this is the weirdest mirror match ever. Like, how do you navigate this? It was <laughs> like so long and grindy. Yeah, it was. And <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. All right. What what else you got? Hit me with more ideas now. Now that I'm into Celebi. Yeah. I got I got Honchkrow on here too. Honchkrow's like a big kind of meme. There's two different Honchkrow decks I thought of. There's Honchkrow is the new Pachirisu, which is like the new Trubbish tool drop deck. It's not like Whimsicott. You actually keep the tools in play. And then Honchkrow's ability lets it have four tool cards on it. So you just load it up with tools and then Pachirisu, I think doing 50 for each tool card. And that's, like, not bad. And then Patrice, you can play, like, EXP share and Raihan, so it's not hard to build it up. And um, that's, like, the first Honchko deck. And then, like, bro, every time I'm streaming, people always bring up, oh, bro, you got to try out Honchko with, like, four capes or four choice bells. I'm like, what? <laughs> but then I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, but you have Gramble in the format. So one Honchko goes down. You just go net Gramble twice, get those four tools back, slap them back on the Honchko. If you're not playing against Path the Peak, then, like, those tools will basically stay on unless you're, like, well, Tool Jammer and Path, actually. I don't know, like Quad Honchko with like a bunch of random tool cards, like Spirit Mask even. You can like Marnie your opponent to four cards, they attack you, you put them down to like one or two cards in their hand mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Like that'd be funny. Or Rugged Helmet even. <laughs> like there's just so many like weird, weird combos. Even in Expanded, like you could play it with like a bunch of like Choice Bands or Muscle Bands or Cape of Toughness, I think is another one you can pair it with. You have oh, yeah, it's a basic, four yeah, Cape yeah. of Toughnesses. Oh, yeah, you can have four Cape of Toughness and give it, I think like 400, 400. HP. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun meme this is definitely a card that it wants is. that dark patch to come out but oh yeah yeah true i thought i was thinking like how do you build it up maybe hydrigan but yeah dark patch dark patch for sure or just moltres switch even too <laughs> turbo patch that is still technically a card well yeah turbo patch too i picked up four yeah, gold yeah. ones on ptcgo shortly after the set drop because i'm like this is mm -hmm. meta at some point and i was off yeah it never little. took off. yeah yeah <laughs> i guess i saw a bit of play with zacian and jirachi i think but yeah, that's about it yeah, no, it is. It was, mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, yeah, it definitely showed up occasionally in some things, but it was... Yeah, never took off. Yeah, yeah the keyword is occasionally. Mm -hmm. uh, do you ever play Honchkrow with, because I know I've seen this one for sure, the mm -hmm. Whimsicott. Have you considered that at all? Tool Drop's I still think you standard, right? I'm not wrong? Yeah, yeah, Whimsicott's Vivid Voltage. Okay, cool. You could. My issue with that deck is, is you have to play a lot of tool cards. I've tried to build, like, Garbodor VMAX with Whimsicott, because you can play two tools, mm -hmm. but it's like, you have to play, like, all your supporters too. There's not a lot of room in the deck for everything. You could play the Honchkrow with like Garboder though. There's a Garboder I think from I think it's Vivid Voltage or Rebel Clash. It's like a DC. It does 30 damage for each tool in your discard and oh, you yeah, shuffle yeah. them back in your deck. And it's also a Dark Pokemon. You can you literally go Twin Energy, slap it on in the late game, one hit KO Mew. Okay, so there's the so that could work with Whimsicott. 
Okay. I'm this is a deck mm-hmm. that I think I'm a little higher on it than you are, just because I'm a big fan of yeah. the Whimsicott. Uh, granted, we had the U-turn board back, so that makes a oh a yeah, very big that, difference. Yeah, you, the U-turn board is like the big thing, I think. Because yeah, you, you you can only have so many tools in your thing at once. Because you play mm-hmm. too many tools, and you're gonna you have to also play the supporters and the ball searching cards. There's not a lot of room for everything. I found. Yeah, so even um, as cute as like Fog Crystal is to be able mm-hmm. to play, it's not that yep. helpful. Yeah, I'm, I'm I think Honchko. Yeah, you got to try it out. I think it'll still be good because now Whimsicott can start doing one of KOs because you can have four tools on one Pokemon or like eight on two. You only got to attack twice. That's exactly that's all yeah, you got. That's do. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just hit twice and you win the game. That's true. So do you want to get to some uh, older decks or do you have any more that I'm completely uh... missing from the new stuff? Please tell me you don't have an Agron deck. I refuse to listen. No, to that. no, yeah, okay, no Agron deck. Yeah, no Agron deck. Well, there's there's one more deck I wanted to mention, and that was the uh, the Dog Box deck, where it's like you just play Raikou oh. and Suicune and Entei with like Ludicolo. A few people brought that up because it's like, oh, it's a Johto Dog deck. You got to play it because you get all three legendary beasts. Um, Raikou is like the worst like Suicune kind of s card. Because Lightning is not as relevant right now. The only one it'll be relevant against is like Togekiss VMAX, which will indefinitely get better. We'll talk about that, I guess, when we talk about the older stuff. And, and Suicune, um, don't forget. Yep. So you win the mirror exactly. match with the Raikou. <laughs> exactly. You beat other Suicune decks, yeah. <laughs> I, I've that's, definitely considered that's one deck, yeah. the dog box. No, mm-hmm. that's something that's come across my mind, too. The ability is very mm-hmm. good, should add to consistency. You can yep. Melanie to all of them, which is still fine. Really good. Yeah. yeah. You can play like Aurora Energy, too. So you, you can have like whichever one you want to attack with you have the energy for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's definitely something that I've considered. And it's like, are those weaknesses good enough to change the consistency of just Entei or just Suicune or I yep. don't think just Raikou's ever a deck. No, yeah. I, unless Togekiss becomes like S tier or something, but then Togekiss, Togekiss will play Dunsparce. So then you have to figure out a way to counter that too. So I completely forgot Dunsparce reads. Mm-hmm. Dunsparce isn't yep. like, uh, oh my gosh, Drachi GX was. Because Drachi GX moved, removed specific weakness. This one removes weakness from a type. Exactly. Yeah, Dunsparce is going to be uh, definitely like a two of in Togekiss. Mm-hmm. Or even a one of. So Raikou might struggle against that. And especially if you're trying to use the Melanie engine, you won't have the boss that turn. So that might make a big difference for the Raikou decks. Yeah, but it does give you that type coverage. Yeah. Like you said, lightning is going to be a thing for sure because, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it might not be. Raichu could be a bust. It's just that yeah. feels unlikely to be a complete bust. No, it's- yeah. I, I think Raichu at the very least will be like a pretty like solid tier two deck. I don't know. It might be, it might be tier one. It might have the resources to be a tier one deck, but maybe not a tier. Like it won't be BDIF or anything, but it'll, it'll be like a solid tier one ish deck. Yeah. And tier one is still, it's still yeah. pretty solid. Like, <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, or it's not one, gonna two, two. like I don't know if Raichu can beat Mew, for example, like yeah. or be on the same power level as Mew, uh, but it'll definitely be like most likely a tier one deck because it just hits the right numbers, has the right partners. Oh yeah, there's no way that deck won't be good. No, definitely the few people I've seen playing it so far, and granted, yeah, it's not always the best to watch content creators feature a new deck versus an old deck because mm-hmm. lists are still unrefined and blah blah blah, and you put more thought into yep. the new deck as opposed to the old deck. But... The old deck, yeah. It looks pretty solid. Arceus is just too mm-hmm. good of a card, and being able to Oko is so exactly. good too. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess, and the Raichu deck can play Raikou too. I guess so. That's what I've considered, right? You like kind of play a Lightning mm-hmm. Box type thing, and the Raikou yep. helps with one of your biggest weaknesses as Flaffy, which is bricking. You got attach, mm-hmm. pass, attach, start hitting stuff until you eventually get set up. Yeah, you got the Fleet Foot to help you out. Yep. 
And Raikou might be good with like maybe like a Rayquaza VMAX deck too. Oh gosh, are we actually gonna endorse Rayquaza here? Yeah, I think Rayquaza got a bit of a buff with uh, potentially Raichu. Even Arceus could buff it. I, actually, we'll talk about Rayquaza when we get to the old deck part, because I have a few things I do want to mention on uh, a few stuff like Rayquaza. I'm fine. Let's jump into it now. All right, all right. So yeah, old decks. The first one I got listed here is Mad Party, because everyone's hyping that up right now, because like everyone's like, oh, Mad Party's so good again because of the new twin energy, and then with Manaphy in the format now, you don't have to worry about getting bodied by Urshifu. I'm still kind of like, I don't know if, I, if I'm, I'm like sold on Mad Party, though, because it still has a pretty bad weakness to Inteleon and quick shooting because your bundle B just gets completely destroyed by quick shooting. And there's no like Dedene in the format anymore either, which was another kind of big selling point of mad party is being able to Dede change in a turn and research and do Poltergeist ability made it really easy to like rack up damage. You don't have that anymore. The best you have is like Articuno. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sold on mad party. I'll still try it out. It does get a lot better though. Like the new twin energy choice band is another really good addition to the deck. And then, I think he, Barrels, like another card people have been playing in it, which might be better than like just playing like Crobats and Articunos. So. I'm kind of shocked to hear you say you're like not high on Mad Party. I was expecting you, the person mm -hmm. who brought Mad Party to the standard format. I know, format. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be all into yeah. it. Yeah, well, my issue too is like the new Twin Energy is good for the deck, but the better part was having the triple energy because it didn't reduce your damage. And doing 20 less damage literally could make or break a situation. So I'm like, that's why I'm not 100% sold on it. It might be a good like, it might be a good like mid-tier deck maybe um it depends also if like intalion falls off or not because quick shooting just absolutely bodies mad party yes. they just get like two in play and then if they have medicham in their deck too people are saying medicham will see play with ice rider now too because of the yeah because you can do 280 with ice rider ping with intalion and then do quick shooting the next turn and they get that extra turn out of it so we'll have to see where that goes i think mad party just doesn't have enough hp to do much maybe mm -hmm. you got to play gorbis with it to try to shut off quick shooting. Ooh, and that feels bad. Yeah. I guess, thing... Well, you could play Zork. Oh, that's true. And then you can Zork into the Pulte guys as well. Yeah, or I've, the I've tried that, yeah. I don't know why mm -hmm. you want to, exactly. but you could. Yeah. Well, it's Charizard V-Star, I guess, you know. <laughs> if you play like a Raihan engine, you could just counter Charizard with that. There we go. Wait. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh... I'm not, no, no, I'm not selling myself that that would ever be good. No. But no. <laughs> yeah, there's always that one of situation where it's like, well, exactly. but if I do it once, then it's fun. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but i mean for anyone who has played mad party for sure you definitely have been in those situations the early game especially where mm -hmm. you're like i can hit about 200 and like you said minus 20 is huge there because then instead of the like i can ko the zashian suddenly it's like i'm never KOing the zashian like i'm not hitting 240 yep. on turn one or what evolving the uh, even a genesect you have to suddenly hit 220 yep. to ko a genesect which is mm -hmm. that's a big number 180 yep. 220 Oh, a yeah, lot harder. It's not going to cut it. Yeah, especially, well, yeah, too. And there's all these new big V Pokemon like Raikou and Entei coming out now, mm -hmm. too. And like the baby, like Arceus V, even if somebody starts with an Arceus V because they have to evolve into the V Star, that's another like V to go after. Yeah, how much um, HP does that have? Uh, I think 220. Oh, wow. 20, yeah, 220. Yeah. That is so it's, like, you have to do 240. Yeah. So, yeah, that minus 20 actually could be very, very relevant. Yeah. That's why I'm not completely sold on it. I think it'll be okay, though, for sure. It'll be okay. All right, you've successfully unsold me on Mad Party, one of the decks. <laughs> I I literally was like, I need to go dig out because I bought the, mm -hmm. the Shining Vault promos. Yeah. Because I'm like, this card is sick. It's going to be meta at some point. And uh, now I'm like, oh, I'll leave them in the binder. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I get, well, Mad Party gets Ultra Ball too. That's another like addition, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. 
more discard is always yeah. good. But like uh -huh. you said, you can't discard or you can't ultra ball for a Dedenne. You can ultra ball for mm -hmm. Articuno and draw a card by discarding two yep. more. Like it feels kind of bad. It's yeah. That's why I'm like kind of like back and forth on if it's going to be good or not. And yeah, another old deck is the uh, Rayquaza VMAX deck. I guess we can talk about Rayquaza VMAX might be potentially a better deck now because we can pair it with cards like Manaphy and Raikou. Uh, Manaphy nikes it so now the Rayquaza doesn't immediately just lose to like Urshifu. <laughs> they just yeah. rapid for your Flaffies. <laughs> you actually have like a way to stop that, which is good. And then also Rayquaza can also play the new Raikou. So you have like a nice two prize attacker that can hit hard and help you with the consistency. And um, you could even pair it with Arceus V-Star. You could just Arceus V-Star into a Rayquaza, build up energy on that Rayquaza, and then the next turn you could, out of nowhere, just like one-shot something. Ooh. So kind of like an opposite Raichu. That's an interesting one. I don't know if that would ever be better than Raichu, but that's an idea mm -hmm. I've never thought of. I don't know why. Yeah. I keep not thinking of options for Arceus to have. Mm -hmm. when That's literally its attack. That's like its whole purpose yep. is options. Exactly. I think the thing with the Rayquaza build or the Raichu build, Raichu's like, I think Raichu's 200 HP or something. Yep. It's like super easy to KO. So I'm like, ooh, it's like you, could, you just get, it has to get bossed up and KO'd. Mm -hmm. Rayquaza's, you got a bit of bulk. So you have like two decently bulky like Pokemon kind of going back and forth instead of just like a 200 HP like glass cannon. Oh, that's so. true. Yeah. yeah. No. Mm -hmm. And you can and rely you get less on Flaffies as well in that situation. Yeah. You could play like a Rose Engine. Yep. And at any point in the game, you can save Arceus' uh, ability to, like, find Rose or something if you really need to pop out of nowhere with an attack. Yeah. Which is... So, yeah, you can play a thinner, flaffy line so you don't have to rely mm -hmm. on the level balls and all that stuff. And it gives you the yep. option to use the ability, like you said, the V-Star ability, which is... Mm -hmm. We just keep coming back. Every time we bring up Arceus, it's just like, <laughs> the ability's very good. <laughs> good, yeah. It, it's just, that ability is insane. Arceus, like, if you're building a deck, you literally just play, like, a 2-2 Arceus line. Because it's just like there's no reason not to. Because well, you're at a disadvantage if you have no V Star power, anyways. Mm -hmm. It's just like the, every deck should play a V Star power. If you're playing ways to search out everything, it's like I could see mm -hmm. it because, like you said, two eighty is so hard to hit on the bench. So it's like yep. well, I just search out two cards, the anti brick measure. Yep. Yeah, it's it's too good not to see play. You like you have to play it, and it doesn't feel bad if it's on your bench, right? You don't have to worry about getting bossed. Mm -hmm. Like with Crobat, every time I play Crobat in a single prize deck. Every time I lose, it's because my opponent could just boss Crobat and get a near, like an easy prize lead. Yeah. And I'm like, I just lost because of that. Because now I only have four single prizes to attack you with as opposed to six. With RC's V-Star, they have to boss it twice, but that might not be enough for them to win because, you know, that's not going to KO it in the first hit. So that's why I'm like, RC's V-Star, you might as well play it. If It's not really a big deal if it gets bossed because mm -hmm. it's not as easy to win a KO. Yeah, it's definitely hard. The early in the format when there's like three V, or there, I guess there's going to be five V-Stars that mm -hmm. you can use it's like this is its time to shine because eventually every type mm -hmm. will have a valid one that you want to use yeah yeah next set then we got like the dark ride which will like improve the dark decks more yep yep what else you got for so, old yeah. decks etern is vmax that's another one i've been seeing people hype up etern does gain a few new cards in the set the first one is the new lipard which is like zoark basically except it's not level ball searchable um so Lipard will help Eternus a little bit. Eternus is kind of known to like brick a lot. Even though you get access to four Crobats, the deck still kind of has consistency issues, which blows my mind. It's always um, so disappointing. Like, yeah, especially when you dark asset like three turns in mm -hmm. a row and you're like, yep. like what are these draws? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even with Ultra Ball coming back, I still don't trust the Crobat <laughs> engine. <laughs> but um, the big thing that Eternus gets is the new choice belt because now mm -hmm. it's doing 300 damage. So now everyone's going to probably start playing the goons again. 
So you just go two goons, choice belt, one shot of Emax. Oh yeah, I've been playing the goons a little bit to see if it. Uh, you ever beat Jolteon with it? Because I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. the goons scoop up net hitting three hundreds, no problem. The the Jolteon matchups still miserable because they just do oh, they so have pass, much. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so you that's, don't actually that's KO the them. One thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one thing that turns me off about E Turn though is Path the Peak and the new stadium mm-hmm. are probably going to see play, and that's probably going to make E Turn is a lot weaker. But at the same time, it's like it gets stronger, but it still has ways to counter it. If Eternus VMAX becomes like a tier one deck and like becomes like one of the best decks in the format, like over time, I think people will start teching for it and start playing more paths and the new stadium and fighting types might make a resurgence. Yeah, that's definitely a world where Etern being the BDIF is ridiculously easily countered by yeah. Single Strike Urshi, Rapid Strike Urshi, uh mm-hmm. Jolteon can come back because they don't have bench things and the yeah. the path. And yeah, there's just like a lot that mm-hmm. Yeah, E-Turn is like, it's like, it has so many good things going for it. It's got a draw engine, two draw engines, and then it mm-hmm. has Moltres Z-Switch. It can play Umbreon VMAX. You have a built-in Gust ability, and it has the ability to one-shot stuff. It's just, I think the weaknesses are might just be too big of it a deal for it to, like, really not be good. Yeah, they've given Dark so. all the tools in the world, and yeah. they can't use any of them, unfortunately. Exactly, yeah. Well, it's, Eternal Eternal will be good with Brilliant Stars, and they will get even better with Dark Eye V-Star and Dark mm-hmm. Patch. So, yeah, and for we'll to see about that one. For anyone listening, uh, the Darkrai leak just came really early. We mm-hmm. we don't get that. <laughs> yeah, especially before like the set before that set even. I mean, oh gosh, there's lucky Japan. <laughs> they, they just have they're just know, so I far know. ahead of us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. True. So, so E turn. Uh, the verdict sounds like, and I agree with you completely. It mm-hmm. seems like it should be there, but also neither of us really believe it's gonna. <laughs> it's gonna do anything yeah. it might it might turn up at like a tournament win it everyone hypes it mm-hmm. up and then immediately people are like all right i'm gonna start playing path again and then all of a sudden the deck goes back down a few pegs and path also gets the cool ability of shutting down the arceus v star ability yeah i'm path might just be like good in general right now yeah just because if everyone's playing arceus there's no reason not to play path or luminion gets shut off too so that could be mm-hmm. a big deal oh yeah because if people jump over to an arceus engine a luminion engine which are both really good cards like yeah <laughs> anyone listening these aren't just like, oh, pipe dreams. These are historically very good. Ab- well, one's a historically good ability. The other one is just, it just, just has to be going to make history. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to probably make history. Yeah. Ten years from the road now, it'll be like, yeah, oh, yeah I remember RCS V-Star. Yeah, I was historically broken. Oh, there's another RCS V-Star. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just like being able to shady dealings in Teleon on turn two or whenever mm-hmm. you want to. Even better because it's any card. Yeah, it's just any card. Yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. Very blatant. If you save it until the late game too, it can be boss for a game a lot of the time. Also, oh yeah, uh, that's the best part, right? It's like guaranteed mm-hmm. I don't brick, but also if I don't use it, guaranteed that I win the game. That's exactly. Disgusting. If I just hold on to it, yeah, it's so good. And it can attack in every mm-hmm. single deck. Deck. Yep. I'm I'm a big fan of it because I don't think it's oppressive or anything like that. It's just a good mm-hmm. card card good yeah good card it's it's like an attacker and a support card in one mm-hmm. it's back at lele with the energy drive it kind of feels mm-hmm. like that because like there's so many times you're like oh i'm gonna two-shot your lichen rock and you're gonna two-shot me and this is also my consistency pokemon like it's it's so yep. good it's so good yeah what else you got for uh old decks i got uh, i think single strike might get better too Kind of talking about the meta decks now. There's two meta decks I think we definitely have to discuss here. Single Strike gets a bit of a push now because of Choice Belt. So now you have Single Strike Energy plus Choice Belt. Now GMAX One Blow doesn't need as much Single Strike Energy to kill like a Duraludon, which could be pretty good. Also, 
you could even try out Gengar more now because now Gengar has the extra 30 damage too. And I think Gengar is low-key potentially the best like all-around single-strike Pokemon because not only is it a one-shot machine, but it also is a dark type, so you just destroy Mew. But now I think with Choice Belt in the format, now you're pushing that extra bit of damage you need to start one-hit KOing stuff even easier. Because that's why... um. When Gengar came out, me and Azul kind of took took off with that idea of playing the just the Italian engine with Houndoom instead of, you know, everyone trying to play with like Umbreon as like a single strike box deck. Because it's like quick shooting with Gengar is really good because you're able to take those KOs with the quick shooting plus the uh, single strike energy to push the damage. And Gengar is a very low maintenance card. Mm -hmm. That first attack is insane. It's super low maintenance. You can literally just go attach, attach, attack. You don't even need the Houndooms a lot of the time. Um, so it's super low maintenance. You might as well like play the Italian engine because you don't have to play with like Umbreon and Houndoom and treat it like an Urshifu deck. You can treat it like just a normal attacker that doesn't need all these single strike cards to push it. Um, so I think that might actually put Gengar on the map now and actually makes Gengar potentially better than playing single strike itself, like single strike Urshifu. I'm so glad you brought that one up because you started talking mm -hmm. about Urshifu and I'm like, oh, I've got to mention Gengar because this thing, yeah. yeah. And then second attack, 250. Single Strike Energies plus the Choice Belt easily brings that to Oko numbers much easier than Single Strike Urshifu. And like you exactly. said, also unlike Single Strike. it's not as bad strike, as the trade back. You have yeah. the... It's not, uh, oh, that's true. You don't discard all the energies, which is massive. Yeah, it's not a trade-off. Yeah, you can just like play Hiding Dark or Switch, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, you just go Switch or Hiding Dark mm -hmm. and then Switch again. Or you know, there's some combination. Or because it's so low cost, yeah. you can potentially just set up a second one and yep. go back into it. Or Yeah, it's... It's so mm -hmm. easy. The first attack is easier to pull off. It's better and easier to pull off than beat down is on single striker. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and the, the thing is too, if Jolteon falls out of the meta because of Manaphy, then we'll probably see Gengar, you know, become uh, better because then it's like, well, single striker is not as good anymore because Gengar is better than it. And since you don't really need to hit lightning for weakness as much anymore, mm -hmm. then it's not a big deal. Cause like, you're like, oh, what about Raichu V? It's weak to fighting. Well, Raichu V is super easy to KO. Anyways, you don't need, you know, a fighting Pokemon <laughs> to KO it. Cause like, you could just like hit it with the Gengar V itself with a single strike energy and knock it out. Oh yeah. That's another thing I completely forgot mm -hmm. to mention. We were talking about how good Gengar is. The V does yep. 180? 190. Yeah. It does 190, 30 to itself. That's yep. not even counting the single strike energies we can put on. Yeah. The other thing with Gengar too, that I think makes it better is now that everyone's going to be playing V stars in their decks, that's another V Pokemon they'll have them play and Luminion on top of that. So that makes it so Fear and Panic might actually just be its own kind of attack where it's like, you don't even have to do Gengar's second attack. You can just do its first attack for like, you know, 240 damage and just like two shot stuff for two energy. Oh yeah. Because and since it's so low maintenance, you don't need Houndoom. Exactly. Right. It's mm -hmm. two energies. So easy. If any Arceus yep. deck has to bench a second V because it only accelerates to V, probably has to bench a third at some point because you can Oko mm -hmm. them pretty easily regardless. And suddenly it's yep. 180 for two energies, at least not even mm -hmm. counting the single strike energy. And you're still threatening Okos for three energies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's insane. I'm I, I generally think Gengar's stonks are going to go up with this next set. I, um, so single strike is the big one that I think will get better. Agree completely. Yeah. It's yep. it seems too obvious. Mm -hmm. it's just like everything is there everything is there for this deck to be good yep even consistency possibly because it mm -hmm. is so low maintenance yep i think one of the reasons why gengar might get better also is because mew's not going anywhere i actually think mew is just going to be even better now because now it has a choice belt you have a fifth power tablet in your deck and on top of that you have ultra ball in the format for genesect which is just so so stupid I think Muse is going to still be the, like, probably the deck to beat. It might not be the best deck because Gengar and I think the Hoopa Moltres deck becomes even better now with Manaphy in the format mm -hmm. and Choice Belt. 
Um, so I think Mew will still have a challenge to deal with dark types, but there's no way Mew won't still be like just ridiculously broken because it gets even better with Choice Belt and Ultra Ball. Yeah. And the new Ice Q too. We we just have if, to bite if, the bullet, say, let's yep. talk about Mew. So give us the Ice Q. Yeah. The Ice Q, I think it does, for each Fusion Strike energy you have in play, you do 40 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon. So if you have all four Fusion Strike energy in play, you do 160 damage Snipe, I think, to one of your opponent's Pokemon, which is so good. Now, obviously, this card does come out with Manaphy. My kind of take on Manaphy is, though, I don't know how popular Manaphy will actually be. Thank you. Other than just in single prize decks. <laughs> yeah. Mew's not going to play Manaphy. I don't think Togekiss will play Manaphy. I don't think Arceus V-Star decks will play it. I don't think Single Strike will play it. Nope. Because why? what's the point? Like, I don't think Manaphy will see play with a lot of the big VMAX decks, except for the Inteleon Engine decks will play it. But other than that, I don't think many VMAX decks will play Manaphy, especially if all the snipe decks get scared off anyways what's the point of playing Manaphy? you're just wasting a slot on your deck you're not going to hit a, a bench snipe deck i agree so Thank ice you. q will be that good yep i that's been on the back of my mind for so long everyone's <laughs> hyping Manaphy up and it's like i guarantee you when you build your deck you're gonna just not have it in your deck because you're not going to need it yep you'll put it in immediately and then you'll kind of look around at the meta and then you'll be like i have too many cards i'm cutting this one first because yep. Like you said, everyone's going to stop playing the sniping decks immediately. Mm -hmm. yep. And that they'll come back. Don't worry, Jolteon players. You will be back. There's also text for Jolteon that I'll leak them later. Don't worry. But okay, there's okay. text for Jolteon <laughs> <laughs> to beat the Manaphy regardless. But yeah. yeah. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. I know which one you're talking about. Probably. I was going to bring that up too. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can bring it up then if you. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Manaphy's just not going to get played in most things. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. I most yeah most of the top decks won't play it duraludon's not going to play it you know like if single strike urshifu umbreon continues to be a good deck i don't even think that'll play it because you don't really have the bench space for mana fee because a lot of the time you're benching crobat you're probably gonna bench luminion you're gonna have umbreon you gotta have at least two or three houndooms in play so i just don't see most of the top decks playing it except for a few maybe suicune mm -hmm. ludicolo will play it or the the dog box deck the flaffy decks will obviously play it but even then like if if there's no reason to play it because there's like only like two or three snipe decks in total in a tournament, then what's the point of playing this one card that will not be good? But maybe if Ice Q pops off, then maybe there's a reason to play Manaphy. But again, most of these top tier decks have no reason to play Manaphy. Agreed. 100%. <laughs> I love yep. any time. You're not the first guest to say that. You won't be the last mm -hmm. guest to say that. I want everyone who can say it to say it. Manaphy doesn't destroy sniping decks. Manaphy is not an mm -hmm. auto-include in everything. It's it's good. Yep. I'm glad it exists. Because like every single every time I build a single price deck, a Manaphy is going in it. Oh yeah, it's going in Charizard. It's going Leon's yep. It's going in. I not for I don't know about Torterra. It's going yeah, in Mad. Yeah, I don't know if Torterra exists. Yep. It's yeah. Mm -hmm. It'll go in all the single price decks, but the big V Max decks, which are the meta, mm -hmm. not going to play it. Yep. Or most of them won't, anyways. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Everyone's like, oh, Manaphy coming out. Rapture Gershfu is going to be the worst deck now. Rapture Gershfu, if anything, gets better because now you have a way to KO RCS V Star in one hit. Even if you don't have Rapid Flow, Urshifu was still like the best deck in the format when Mew existed. People found a way around that before Medicham and Inteleon took off. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. If so. it could survive the Shadow Rider meta and the Dragapult mm -hmm. meta, and it still wins or top cuts a lot of tournaments now with Mew yep. being 25% of the meta in these things. Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely, definitely and it gets oh the luminion it's easily yep. KOable with a site rapid flow Passimian play yep there's no way it's not going to be good and i mean also you could just like boss the manaphy and say <laughs> you have no way to put that back into play then all right rapid flow next turn anyways oh yeah. i think the melanie the melanie or shifu deck 
might fall out of favor because that deck doesn't have a way to deal with Manaphy. Mm -hmm. That might fall out of favor depending on what how big Manaphy gets. But I, I don't see I don't see Urshifu going anywhere. Jolteon maybe, but Urshifu itself is just still good. Maybe Urshifu wouldn't be as good if Arceus didn't exist because having an easy way to knock out Arceus is just insane. But I don't see Urshifu going anywhere at all. I think it'll still be a potentially top tier deck. And I know someone's yelling at their headphones right now. Arceus has Dunsparce. Remember, double quick shooting plus meta chain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's... A yeah, Rapid Strike Urshifu is like, that's sick. Please bench it. Like, I got this. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think Urshifu is going anywhere. I think it'll still be good. It'll help when you have a single prize deck and your opponent flips over the Urshifu and you can just play Manaphy. Because Manaphy can't get killed by quick shooting uh, and Medicham as easily. Mm -hmm. So single prize decks won't auto-lose to Urshifu, but I think Urshifu can still beat all of the big decks. Maybe not Mew, because Mew is you know, going to hit you for weakness, but if you play smart with the Genesect Snipes, you might be okay. In addition to the uh, single prize decks won't be getting completely bodied because it's 70 HP Pokemon, single prize mm -hmm. decks also play net. So yeah. if your deck doesn't play net, that Manaphy is also going to get just go yeah. quick shooting once and then double quick shooting Metacham on the next turn and then Mm -hmm. The same thing will happen, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Also, when all the single prize decks that play Manaphy, they're going to be playing Rod or Carrier anyways. So they'll have ways to get the Manaphy back. Yep. But yeah, no, most of the big meta decks aren't playing Manaphy, in my opinion. Agreed. So, uh, mm -hmm. well, so Mew also gets Ultra Ball within the hand. Uh, are you going to test yeah. double turbo energy? Do you think that's good, or do you think the just not worth it? No, I think the the fact, the, the reason why Mew is just so good, I feel like it's just because of the Fusion Strike, Elisa, Sparkle, Meloetta uh, combo. Yeah. Especially now with like, you know, the way the format's going to shape, I actually think having that kind of tempo is still going to be just as good, unfortunately. The <laughs> only way that deck falls out of favor is maybe if like, I mean, Dark will become good still, like Dark will still be insanely good, and then the next set Dark gets even better. Mm -hmm. But I don't see Mew getting slowed down anytime soon, unless say like, Arata Genesect. That might be the only way to make the deck, you know, not S tier. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's my one plea. We know that's not happening. They will no. happily print. Well, the someone in my chat did say once that uh, they know somebody who is like a professor that said they've heard rumors that they're looking into a rotting Genesect, but I don't know if that's true or not. That, that could be cap, but it's like it, you know. That's one of those I'll believe it when I see it. Until exactly, then, yeah. I've got my four <laughs> Genesects ready to win Salt Lake City with. Exactly. <laughs> yep, I got the Genesects. Like, it oh, ain't for sure. Away. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that, oh, that card's so stupid. Anyway. And, yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the best pieces of advice for anyone listening who might be a newer player or anything, if a card is so good you think it should be banned, you should be playing that card. Like, that's... <laughs> yep. I, you can still complain about it, but also, if you, you want... You might as well play it. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of like with ADP back in the day, <laughs> I found. A lot of people that complained about it, they played it anyways, because, like, can't beat them, join them. But the card is just too good, you just, you still want to play it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yep all right other decks that i we've talked about a lot of the big ones uh-huh but i'm trying to think if there's anything else that you've got hanging around in that you are yeah, a much there's... more creative person than I am. yeah no i appreciate that <laughs> there's all the color there's all the colorless decks that i wanted to kind of mention oh yeah tokus v max is the one everyone's hyping up right now because of the new charon and then also the fact that it can work with the new double colorless energy tokus will most likely be a pretty solid deck because its numbers are a little weak, because it only does, like, 100 damage. Mm -hmm. With the DCE on, depending on the list, though, you know, you play Arceus as backup, so you have a 200 damage attacker, or you'll still play the quick shooting engine, so you still have extra ways to do even more damage, and then you have Choice Belt on top of that. 
Um, and depending on how popular Marnie get Marnie stays, like Togekiss could be like a really strong deck. Mm-hmm. And with the new Charon, I I think Togekiss will be a top tier deck. Um, I really do believe that. There's also like the Lightning Attackers are kind of like mid, like other than Raichu, there isn't really a Lightning Pokemon that can like body Togekiss. So I can see that deck getting infinitely better. No, that's definitely the Charon's such a good card, and mm-hmm. doing a hundred turns like Snorlax V Max too. How are you powering up the Snorlax without triple? You can just play the Turbo Energy and like Melody or something. <laughs> Let's go. I, yeah, I well, it has three forty HP, right? So you can like maybe slap like a big charm on it, three eighty damage, or you could just play a stall deck. I mean, I was a big fan of the Pidgeotto Snorlax with the triple acceleration energy. Yeah, that was a pretty sick deck. Yeah, yeah. so I'm if Snorlax becomes good, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm in. I forgot Mel. I forgot you can Melanie because then you Charon on the next turn in order to yep. go into something else. Mm-hmm. I think it like Snorlax Charon could be like a controly stall deck where you just sponge hits Charon, pal pad them back, or play a Zoomeral or something to get them back. That like that could be like a fun little like stall deck, kind of like Wailord was back in the day. So you can use the word fun in front of that mm-hmm. if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll use the I, word fun. I would fun. say fun. <laughs> Maybe not for the person playing against. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else you got for colorless? Or was that the, the Snorlax? I think. Idea? Yeah, I think it was just those two. Togus okay. and Snorlax are kind of like the only two colorless Pokemon that get like a big boost, I think. I'm trying to think of think, anything yeah. I can think of. Because the, the problem There's... is Welder screwed over. Because Cramorant and Double. I was thinking that too. <laughs> yep. yep. Cramorant and Double are just not very good. Cramorant got oh, Cramorant got screwed so hard because of triple energy and Porygon leaving. Yep. I tried it with like Cryagonal or something silly, and it's like, no, nah, the card just ain't it. That's unfortunate. It, I love that. Yeah, card. Went, I love that card. It went. Yeah, it, it went from being one of the funnest uh, decks in the format to just all of a sudden like completely mid. Yep. Yep. Are we gonna get into questions from Twitch chat? Yeah, we can get into that. I'm down. Awesome. So we've got a couple. And I'm also right. marking time. First one. Oh, we already talked about Mad Party. Uh, but mm. just officially answer it real quick for Captain Wonder. Is Mad Party the BDIF? No, I think it'll be just kind of mid-tier. Because I feel like it does have too many weaknesses for it to work. Yep. I, it's still good, though. Unfortunately, it's, it, it'll, it'll be It'll be quote-unquote good. It probably trades really well into, like, you know, single strike. Maybe even Mu Max can be beatable. Mm-hmm. But you, you'll struggle against the Italian decks and... Sometimes you'll just have those turns where you just don't do enough damage, and that could make or break a game. Yeah, quick shooting is good, and unfortunately, playing eight Pokemon that do literally nothing is mm-hmm. bad. Surprise. Yep, exactly. The Gyroscope Eevee asks: Will Bibarel Lipard actually see that much use until Crobat rotates? Is there actively a need for cards like them? Hundred percent. I think. Well, Lipard. Cinchino is just a better Lipard. There's actually a new Mancino, I think, in the set that has Call for Family. Mm-hmm. I's pretty sure somebody, is, yeah, somebody yeah. pointed that out. Yeah, because I was watching another podcast, somebody pointed that out. I didn't even know that. That's insane. It is. But so no, Cinchino, yeah. Cinchino is definitely just a better Lipard because it has 90 HP, so it's level ballable. And it has an attack that sometimes can actually win games because doing 40 energy attachment is good. Lipard will be good for E turn. When Cinchino rotates, Lipard could see play. Bibarel, I just think Bibarel is great because there's like Abyssal Hand was just such a nice ability to have in the format. It's also a good budget ability. Y'all probably will know who I'm going to refer to here when I'm going to talk about Octillery. <laughs> <laughs> sushi Master, Dark and Charcoal Gaming. <laughs> It'll be the new Sushi Master. If you're building a budget deck instead of having to play Inteleon because Drizzles are expensive. It's I had to buy Drizzles for IRL when I was getting back into it. It was like $30 for a place at a Drizzles, which is absurd. Yep. And 
It, that's not budget friendly at all. No. The barrel will be budget friendly. Just play like a two-two line or a three-three line. It'll be the easiest budget thing ever. I think the barrel is great. My barrel might be better than in the Italian engine because you it's heard just, it here first. It's it's just good with Ultra Ball with it. There's no way that card won't at least be a good like kind of engine for some decks. I actually agree in that. I don't. I don't think it's going to be better than the Intellion engine, but I do think it will be better in certain situations. Yeah. So it's like if it's Stamp hard. was still in the format, it would be cracked. Oh gosh, if only. Mm-hmm. I miss yeah. Stamp. But yeah, it's the fact that, or even N, any anything that did anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that it's so small, you can play a two-two line. It and, frees up a lot of deck space. Exactly, and it makes mm-hmm. Ultra Ball the optimal play because it thins your yeah. hand. And the combination of those two things, I think, is so good. I think the only thing holding the barrel back is it doesn't have a way to be searched out with level ball. Yes. But since you can just play the ultra balls instead, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but that is like the one thing that holds it back. It isn't level ballable, which is a bit of a big deal, but I don't think it's that bad overall. I think the barrel is like secretly like broken. <laughs> I'm all for I actually it. think it is. Yeah. I'm all for being able to play Bidoof in competitive decks. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. You get to use like one of the biggest meme Pokemon. You can use the B- Bidoof sleeves now and like actually like match the deck with it. Oh, but I mean, the Bidoof sleeves are so good on. Mm-hmm. You, I, Best sleeves ever printed. I see you. You always use the blingy sleeves, and I gotta say, you gotta you gotta Bidoof it up a little bit more. Gotta sleep on the Bidoofs. Yeah, like all the gem ones are really cool, but also mm. gotta sleep on the Bidoofs. Yeah, <laughs> and before they don't come to life. Oh gosh, there will be riots if that. Yeah, there come. will. There probably will be. Yeah, I agree. Stellar Wish Gaming asked. What is the best Brilliant Stars card besides Arceus V-Star? I think that's going to be Choice Bell. In terms of impact on the game itself, it's always Choice Bell. Mm-hmm. That 30 damage will just, like, anything just becomes immediately better with that. Anything in the format will be better. All the single prize decks are better now because they're either two shiny V-Maxers or they can actually hit for weakness in one shot. And then it also just makes other decks, like, have better math. Like, Mew V-Max has a fifth tablet. We talked about Gengar getting better now. So yeah, it's, it's Arceus, and then I think Choice Belt is like the next impactful card in the set. Or even, honestly, it could be even more impactful than Arceus, to a degree, because there's decks that might not use Arceus, and like they'll use Choice Belt. But I think Choice Belt is just right below Arceus, though. Like, it's definitely like the next best option. I'm looking through, and I'm between that and Ultra Ball right now. Mm-hmm. I th- like It's so hard to say Ultra Ball's not absolutely ridiculous, but also, like you said, the plus 30 is massive in a format that has felt like i'm always a little shy of an oko a yep. guaranteed plus 30 is so huge i ever since choice band rotated i have been preaching on twitter that we need a choice belt in the format i would have said that you need it for non-robox pokemon mm-hmm. to balance it out a little bit yes but i think that needed to be in the format for like single prize decks to get better like i'm not saying it'll like make single prize decks like tier one overnight but it'll like Make it so it doesn't feel as bad to play them now. And it'll feel good when, you know, you slap a choice belt on, I don't know, Reggie Drago, and you do 270 damage to, like, a V-Star knockdown one hit or something. You know what I mean? Like, no, I it's agree just 100%. Like, mm-hmm. It's just, you, it needs to be in the format for single prize decks to thrive. Because they're not, they don't make the single prizers as, like, they don't power creep them along with the V-Maxes. Mm-hmm. They keep them at the same level where they're just doing very minimal damage. But now that there's a way for them to two-shot V-Maxes, you just two-shotting is all you need sometimes to, like, win a game. Especially with, you know, something like the Barrel or Intellion, you don't have to, you can make them go through six prize cards while you're two-shotting slash one-shotting stuff. Oh, yeah. So, I'm not, I'm between the two, but I can definitely mm-hmm. co-sign 
don't sleep on choice belt making a massive yeah. impact in the format mm-hmm. i'm still 50 50 on ultra ball because it's just like there's still so much competition ultra ball will see play with a few decks obviously yes. but barrel engine decks and then mew will obviously play four of it but other than that i i don't know how popular like if ultra i think it'll see play every mm-hmm. deck will play an ultra ball but not gonna play four i think it'll maybe like two or no, three at most. There's something like Suicune and Teleon where mm-hmm. you never get a hand that's big enough to want an Ultra Ball. Exactly. Yeah. You you might play a couple, but like mm-hmm. you said, that deck like that, eh, you're probably not really going to play that many of it. Yeah. As good as the card is. Mm-hmm. Versus, but I've played too much Mew where I'm just like, this card's absolutely <laughs> broken. <laughs> I've played a lot of the Fusion Strike deck and expanded, not Mew, but the Ameloetta, like Elisa Sparkle oh, yeah, engine yeah. deck with special charge. I've done so many games with that. Ultra Ball is what makes Genesect in that format just ridiculous because you got Quick Ball, you got Nest Ball, but then you have Ultra Ball, which just puts Genesect on another level. Oh, yeah. I played the Skyfield Mew, uh, which is with mm-hmm. the DCEs, and it's disgusting. It's be like, yep, it is. all right, I'm going to Lele, draw a million cards with the Genesects, and I'm going to Ultra Ball to thin everything out. And it's like, oh, look, I've got 10 cards left, and I've used Fusion mm-hmm. Strike System to draw up to eight four times a turn. Yeah, I, I had a game against a Genesect deck when I was playing a, a Blaze Against Aurora deck. I had a game against Mew VMAX in Standard. Mm-hmm. And on their second turn, they had 12 cards left in their deck. <laughs> I was like, bro, how does that even happen? That should not be a thing in Standard. Oh, no, just... But it's going to be a thing with Ultra Ball. That's going to be even more common. Heck yeah, you got those awkward mm-hmm. hands where it's like, I have too many bosses or battle VIP passes. Yep. Nah, I'm good. And I'm yep, going to get I the Mew VMAX Ultra. out of the deck at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It searches for Mew VMAX while it thins your hand after Genesect, which is absurd. Oh, I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nixter asks, which made the format better during their time in Standard, ADP or Mew VMAX? It's a fairly Honestly, loaded I'm question. Sp- <laughs> it, it, I, I think the, the answer is Mew VMAX. Because, like... Yes, it's bad for the game, and it's a really ridiculously powerful deck that mm, is, like, arguably one of the best decks we've ever, ever, ever seen in, mm-hmm. of all time. The problem with Mew to compare to ADP, I brought this up before in the past, but ADP made the game actively worse because it warped the game around the card itself in a bad way. ADP was so good that it gatekept so many single price decks out of the format, and then it made cards like Crushing Hammer become immensely popular. Every deck was playing four hammers, so all the games were like basically down to who flipped more hammer heads. And that was because of ADP. If ADP wasn't a thing, Hammer would not have been as popular. Um, so Mew, that thing with Mew is it makes these interesting dark decks spicy. Like the Hoopa Moltres deck was like a kind of a meme deck before Mew came out. And now that Mew's out, it's legit one of the best decks in the format. Mm-hmm. And that's that's cool. The fact that a single prize deck like that, a deck that unique is so good, is because of Mew. So that Mew definitely had a better impact on the game than ADP. They both had negative impacts, but if we're talking, <laughs> if we're going to compare the two, Mew 100% made the game better instead of more than ADP anyways. So I co-sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. PTCGO 2025 asks, what is the worst V-Star? It's a tie between Whimsicott and Glaceon. Glaceon, I mean, they're both, like, niche. I think Glaceon might be the worst. Whimsicott is just kind of bad, though, because in theory, it's cool. It's got a Chaos Wheel attack where you shut off, like, tools and special energies, I think. The problem is, most of the decks that play the special energies, albeit the double colorless energy decks, won't will be able to counter you. The problem is, if you're playing Whimsicott versus Single Strike, well, they have Houndoom. Mm-hmm. If you're playing against Mew, oh, I'll just go Elisa Sparkle. No big deal. So I'm 50-50 on that card being good. Plus, you have to play with, like, Shadow Rider, potentially, to build it up. And that's, like, you have to play a 3 prizer. You could play it with, like, Hammers and Fans. So if they actually get the energy in play, you can just put them back into the deck. 
But I think Whimsicott is just the like right now with our small card pool of V Stars is the worst theoretically. But we'll see. Glaceon, the reason I say Glaceon could be good is because like it's a water type that can, you know, maybe knock out stuff. Whimsicott, I think, does 160. It can't yeah. one-shot rapid strike. Whereas like Glaceon, at least if fire pops off all of a sudden, you have a decent water Pokemon. So yeah. I would probably say Whimsicott, unfortunately, but we'll have to see with that one. I like the Whimsicott V-Star attack. The, like you mm -hmm. said, Tricky Wind is just so mediocre for a million reasons. But, yeah. Uh, 60 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon for each energy attached to this Pokemon. So there's a world where you shove an EXP share on it and Shadow Rider, something stupid like that. I don't, it's, yeah. it's not good, but it's like there's a world it's, where this is a massive mm -hmm. snipe attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if, if you don't play against a Manaphy deck or a deck that has Manaphy or they don't have the Manaphy mm -hmm. in play, then that actually could be a pretty big attack to use. But yeah, now Whimsicott, I, well, I don't know if that's the worst then. I don't know. That V-Star power actually might make it better than Glaceon. I don't know. It's tough. It's just like, it's, it's so unplayable everywhere else. Mm -hmm. And it's so yeah. easily countered by Boss KO, your mm -hmm. six energy Whimsicott you were yep. trying to use later. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's fine. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's mm -hmm. a 1-1. One, one. But I think the Alcremie yep. is just better. And then... I think over time it'll get better because we'll probably get more special energy as time goes on. Mm -hmm. And then like those big special energies... Won't be easy to put in a play through like a supporter or an ability. So then Whimsicott kind of gets more value. Mm -hmm. uh, but just right now, I feel like the special energy heavy decks can counter it anyways with like Houndoom and Elisa Sparkle. Yep. So last question, because the rest of them we've already answered throughout the pod. DASQU mm -hmm. asks, Agron, good deck or fun one of in bronze off decks? Hmm. Let me see. Agron, Agron, Agron. And I'm pretty I think sure Agron... neither of these is correct, by the way. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Agron is just kind of, yeah, just 270 for like five energy. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a good meme. It's probably just pretty bad. There's other, there's battle metal VMAXs. Like you might as well just play Corviknight, which is just a better Agron. It doesn't do as much damage, but it needs way less energy and has like an actual decent ability and a free tree cost. Yeah, both of which are very good. Yep. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I've told DA. I'll still probably times. play it. Yeah. Am I going to see on Little Dark Fury's YouTube channel an Agron VMAX deck? Probably will. I, I'm definitely going to have to do a video on it regardless of how good it is just for the memes, but it's definitely not. Nah, it's not going to be a one of them bronze song. I'm pretty sure both attacks just aren't worth playing, unfortunately. I mean, Max Takedown does KO, even with the choice belt, actually. It is just shy. Yep. That's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. That would have made it. Yep. Still bad. You can but... KO, yeah. You can KO V stars, but you might as well just play Corviknight with a choice belt, anyways, to do that. Yeah. So you're doing 270. Because when more when more V stars come out, like the new Lucario and Darkrai, and then we'll probably see other V stars in the next set with low HP, like 270, then that'll be more relevant. Nah, but yeah, Agron is just a worse Corviknight. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just bad. It's just... Mm -hmm. Yeah, or it's a worse Zacian, <laughs> to be honest, too. That's another way to look at it. It's a worse Zacian. Unfortunately, literally everything that is metal type is a worse Zacian. <laughs> Yep, that's just the sad reality of it. That's how it felt all the time. I was playing Copperaja uh -huh. a while at the start, and it was just like, Same. everyone who came in is like, why aren't you just playing Zacian? Because Elephant. Let me just do my thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Or like, why are you not playing Scizor VMAX? Scizor, he's a cool Pokemon. Right? Like, Corviknight is like the only one that kind of broke the mold, but mm -hmm. even then, like, you never see Corviknight at the top tables. No, but for your treat, Memory Capsule Clutch, they're both playable. Yeah, decent. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So LDF, if people want more of you or they like these ideas and they want to watch you play some brilliant stars when it comes out, where can they find you? You can find me over on my YouTube and Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash littledarkfury, youtube.com slash littledarkfury. 
Um, but yeah, I'll probably be playing like I do daily uploads. So every day you'll see a new Brilliant Stars video because of the amount of content I can think of with the set. You might even see a day where I upload two different videos. Um, you never know. I've done it. Before. That's impressive. Hmm. As someone who does four videos a week and struggles to do that, I can't even imagine eight videos or nine videos. a week. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I'm impressed yeah. by that work. ethic. <laughs> no, thanks thanks and yeah I'll, no, I'll be definitely be streaming the new decks too probably the night and day they come out and now i'll be streaming them and uh, having a lot of fun with them i'm definitely gonna be playing the wackier stuff obviously that is what the channel's all about it's all the rogue stuff so if you're looking for the fun the fun rogues definitely check out the channel and of course myself you can find me on twitch twitter and youtube at mellow underscore magikarp uh, remember to rate and review the podcast if it's your first time here hit that subscribe button in spotify or itunes or whatever it is because we have episodes every week pretty much we missed a couple weeks because of the holidays but every week talking about the meta or alternate formats or whatever and we've got more brilliant stars content coming up but this has been another episode of the lake of rage podcast we'll catch you all next week Peace.